Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres. The We Podcast is a part of the We community, where we are passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. This week on the We Podcast, my guest was very apprehensive to be here. It took a lot of convincing, but he finally agreed. My guest is my hubby, Nick Moneres. Nick is a dad, a husband, and a diesel mechanic who is working on expanding his horizons. He's amazing, and he is a huge support to me and backs me all the time to be able to do what it is that I do. So I'm excited for you to meet him. This interview is also going to open us up to having interview with men in the future. So far, all of our interviews have been with women. And so now I'm excited that we get to introduce having interviews with men as well. I'm also excited just for you to meet him and hear a little bit about our relationship and who he is. So here we go. Here is my interview with Nick. Welcome to this awesome episode of the We Podcast. My guest this week is somebody that I seriously had to bribe and beg and plead (laughs) to be here with me. And so this is a really special treat. My hubby, Nick Moneres, is our guest this week. And we'll be honest, from the beginning, you weren't like super excited to be here, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But you're here. Yeah. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. What are you apprehensive about? Because you're afraid what I'm going to ask you or what? Probably. (laughs) But I'm going to get you on here and ask you something way too personal. I'm going to say not. N-A. Non-applicable. Non-applicable? Yeah. All right. That's fine. You can say N-A. If you want to. Roll your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't roll my eyes. Yeah, you did. Did I? <laughs> oh, I forgot you could see me. <laughs> all right. So there's a few reasons why I wanted you to be here today. First of all, because I think you're awesome, really, because you're my husband. And I want to talk about you, but also because... I've never interviewed a male before. So I know, first of all, there's people who are curious about you because they see me all the time, but they don't know a lot about you. But also, (laughs) I have a much bigger mouth than you do. (laughs) I'm glad you're laughing. But. Also, I've had a few people ask me to be a guest on here, men, and I felt like I needed to have you as my first man guest. Uh, Yeah, because you're my man. 
So it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You're so happy, huh? Yeah. Um, am I going to have to like pull this like info information out of you this whole time? Probably. We'll okay, see. So where should we start? Can we start with you telling people a little about your story? No, just ask questions. Okay. So where do you want to start? You grew up in Colorado. Yeah, I grew up in Colorado, um, Loveland. Well, started in Erie, Loveland. I've lived in a few places. Um, Longmont, Denver, and now Greeley. Mm-hmm. Traveled around, went to different schools. Stayed at one high school. Yeah, you moved around a lot when you were little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you moved to Loveland. When did you move to Loveland? In middle school? Uh, elementary. And then you moved, but when did you move back, like for good? Um, what was it, seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventh grade. And went to Con Ball and then went to Thompson Valley. Mm-hmm. So we went to the same middle school, but we didn't know each other. No. I knew your brother, though. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about our story in a second, but... Um, we like lived in the same place multiple times growing up and never met, which I think is crazy. Yeah. I think that has a lot to, to say about timing though. Cause if we would have met earlier, I don't know that we would have liked each other. <laughs> Probably not the different people. <laughs> yeah. We were different for sure. So We've gr- we grew up a lot before we met, I think. Yeah. You can elaborate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> about what? Like what you think. Think about what? I don't know. Okay, I'll ask you more open-ended questions. Okay, so middle school, you moved back to Loveland. Um, a huge part of your story... What what do you think are the highlights of your story until up until we met? Like major impactful things that you have dealt with or that molded you in your younger life? Um, just started working at a young age, which molded me quite a bit. Just always wanting better things in my life mm-hmm. you know that's what that's what pretty much drove me it still drives me always wanting that next step what do you always mean? always trying to better yourself in some aspect in your life mm-hmm. and so how did working do how did working do that for you it starts out with I don't know, just working with different people, different, uh, learning different, I don't know, people on how they live their lives and what you could go with. Um, kind of like role models a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like you found role models at work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
just just learning learning things and I grew up most of my life without uh, a father role model mm-hmm. so mm. so you were stretch. 14 when your dad passed away right uh, 13 13 yeah no 14 because it was 94 no I was 13 Oh, you hadn't turned 14 yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, which is something that is highly, obviously, impactful and hard and all the things. So this isn't something that I know you talk about a lot very openly, so I'm not going to, like, push you to talk about it openly on a podcast. (laughs) But... I do think it's important to, to talk a little bit about because it that really was a pivotal moment for you. And then growing up without a dad for the rest of your childhood and now into adult life, it still impacts you. Mm-hmm. I think it brings up for me, well, I don't want to get off your story, but I think it brings up for me that and we can come back to your story how I know when I first met you you didn't really talk about it at all and now you've gotten better and better and more and more open about talking about it but it also reminds me of a reason why I want to start interviewing more men um, because I think that a lot of times you know women we have our own We have our own set of struggles. We have our own set of issues, obviously. (laughs) But I think men have a whole nother set of issues that I think sometimes when it comes to being vulnerable and speaking your truth and telling people what you've gone through and what's happened to you and how how you've gotten through it and how it was hard or talking about emotions or feelings or anything like that. I think men have it harder in that area in certain ways than women do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Guys don't like to share their feelings. Well, most guys don't. There's some out there that do. It's the way we're built, I guess. Different types of people just, I don't feel it's necessary to share it. Do you think you're built that way or do you think you're taught that? A little of both. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the men stuff that there is, you know, feelings are a little bit harsher or harder, but they, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. What do you mean? What do you mean? Feelings are a little bit harder. Some guys don't have soft feelings where they, show empathy that much Mm -hmm. and some do and it could be how you're raised a lot of it well i think guys are taught empathy less than girls are yeah empathy is actually something that's learned and it's not something that you're just born with i think women are taught to be empathetic and Mm -hmm men are taught not to be yeah but i think at their core i mean doing therapy with men 
being married to you, you know, getting to work with men to some extent, I think there's more feelings below that men just don't share. So like they're there, but they just don't share them. Right. Which is why I think more men are angry and violent and all of those things, because that's the only feeling that's usually allowed socially for men. Yeah, I could see that. Well, you know, there's a lot of women that are angry too. I mean, it's, it goes in both directions. Mm-hmm. It's not true. only just men. I think anger is more socially acceptable for men. Yeah. Because women, when women express anger, it's, we're called bitches. When men express anger, they're macho, but they're tough and strong. Yeah. So I think it's, it's more acceptable for men to be angry or assertive or even kind of mean than it is for women. And some guys just throw it around as testosterone. Like I'm the bigger guy or I'm this, that. Right. Yeah. Which I think usually is covering up something else, but we just like totally got off topic. Sorry. (laughs) So let's go back to your story. So your, your dad passed away at 13 and you said after that work is where you kind of dove into and got involved in and and met people who you could look up to and were kind of role models to you in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I went to I went to a trade school and furthered my career into uh, diesel mechanics. So. I started that in what 2000 and then did that went to the fire department worked on the fire trucks I've done a lot of stuff you know went to the fire academy um, you know now I work out in the oil field so looking learning a bunch of trades just trying to better myself Mhm so bettering yourself as far as work in your professional life goes. Yeah. Yeah. So we met in 2008. Yeah. So 10 years ago-ish. Yeah. We didn't date for a while. I was 2008. Yeah. When we met, I was in pretty like, uh, I had started, I would say, my own personal growth and development journey. Like, I hadn't dated anyone for a while before I met you, and I didn't want to date I, at all at that time. And we met, and so I wouldn't go out with you for a while. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just stopped talking. And then out of the blue, you called me. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I need to hang out with this sexy dude. <laughs> I did call you after you you had given up on me. 
and stopped calling. And someone in my life asked me if I had ever ended up going out with you. And I said, no. And they, they said, I just needed to go out with you one time and that I really, really should. And so I called you. And I think that's all it took was one date. And we pretty much were together ever since after that. You didn't want to leave me. <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. First date was a wedding. Yeah. Who takes a first date to a wedding? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was good. I think I had a few too many beers that night. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> oh. And we were late to the wedding, too. Mm-hmm. Walked in right before the bride. Yeah, that was bad. And I didn't know anybody there. I didn't even know you. Nope. <laughs> that was courage right there. <laughs> yeah. But we it had was. a lot of fun. Yes. And we started dating. Uh-huh. And then a year later, you proposed. It was pretty progressive after that. Yeah. A little longer than a year? No, I think it was almost exactly a year. No. Yeah, because you proposed in... We met in April. We met in April because it was Haley's birthday. The first time... Yeah. Ever. I'm pretty yeah. sure you proposed in, like, April or May or... It was, like, almost exactly a year later. Oh, it was like late June. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. It was. Okay. And then a year later, we got married. Yeah. And then two years later, Logan was born. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. that would have been 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's been a fun marriage. Roller coaster. <laughs> a little bit sometimes huh yeah yeah up down up down mm -hmm. yeah i would say the first year of marriage was probably one of the hardest was that we fought a lot do you remember not really no we fought a lot the first year like mm -hmm. having just trying to figure out I think how to be married. I don't know. They weren't really fights. No, that's the thing. You've we've never really like had bad fights. No. But Little bickers here there. Yeah, but we've had fights where we don't talk for a while. <laughs> well, I think everybody does. Yeah, but this goes to our dynamic i think we're both uh hot-headed well neither one no neither one of us like if if we're mad we don't engage in like yelling and screaming at each other or anything like that we we're both withdrawers so we both go in like opposite directions yeah instead of like doing what some people do which is like, yell and scream and throw things right yeah so that's good in some ways but in some ways though it's not good because then we would just never talk about things yeah but you know i didn't allow that 
<laughs> right? That is true. That is true. What did you used to say to me in the beginning? Do you remember? No. Stop being my therapist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. I need to start saying that again. <laughs> no. You've gotten so much better about talking. People yeah. wouldn't know it on this podcast because you're barely talking. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but you have gotten a lot better about talking about things. Do you yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have. So, okay. What do you think has been the hardest thing about marriage? Just, I don't know. Just, it's not about you anymore. It's about everybody else. You, you can't, mean? you can't just up and up and do something. It's more of a team effort instead of just yourself. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about the other person too sometimes or all the time. Like in what way? Anything. Small things like, you know, making big purchases like cars, houses, all that stuff. You're, you're a team. When you go to the grocery store and buy a soda, who cares? Mm-hmm. Type thing. So you're thinking in context of money? No, just communication. Mm-hmm. Being able to talk. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, your buddy calls you, hey, let's go drinking. You can't just do that. What if something's planned or something's here? Who who calls you and says, let's go drinking? I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. That's like not something you ever do. I know that. I don't drink anymore, really. Mm-hmm. You said what's the hard part about being married. You're single. You go do whatever. Hang out. You don't do that anymore. Hmm. Mm, well, so, would you prefer to go do that? No. I wish I would have stopped drinking and doing all that stuff a long time ago. Or before I was married. Mm-hmm. I was able to concentrate on more stuff and learn more stuff instead of partying. and Making bad choices. They weren't bad choices. They were just memories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you wish you would have made more responsible choices? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were both a little wild back in the day. I wasn't probably, wild. Yeah, you were. If we would have met back then, we would have probably yelled and screamed at each other. That's why I say timing is important. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this. So we've gotten better and better and better at growing together. Do you agree? Yeah. I think that's probably when I think about our biggest conflicts in our relationship, they've been about maybe being on the same page growth wise. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. You look at it different spots as I do. Can you expand on that? Why? People don't understand. (laughs) You have to give more words, babe. You're a man of few words. A thousand words. <laughs> You're going to get a thousand words in this podcast. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's I've all. been counting. <laughs> okay. What was it? 
you said we look at things different. We look at things differently. Oh, we do. Mm -hmm. Well, not really. Um, you know, like the growth. I've been a team player on the growth that you've been doing. I've I've never told you no or anything on your journey you started on this stuff, your podcast, your learning, your starting you did. What did you do last year? Um, all that stuff with the coaching. Yeah, the coaching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was right behind you with all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to L.A. together. We went to the uh, seminar in Denver. Mm-hmm. But let's go back a little bit because I think this is an important topic because I think that this is probably one of the most common things I hear when I when working with women is um, how do I get my husband to grow the same as me or be on the same page as me? Um, I hear from women a lot, like I'm growing, I'm doing all these things, I'm doing the coaching, I'm doing your course, I'm doing this, that, and my husband's not doing any of it. And they get, and a lot of times they're frustrated. So I hear this a lot. And I would love to hear, like, what's your take on that? Well, I've worked my ass off to help you get your stuff going. And I look at it as, is it's a team effort. If I put in now, I will receive back later for you to do it. And then I could do something else. It's like an, um, it's like, it's an investment just like a marriage. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to be in 10 years? Where do you want to be in five years? It's, it's, it's a team effort. I look at it as you enjoy doing that. If you're going to, if that, if that's what makes you happy. Why not let you do it? Right. But what about like women who are want like, so I think I originally started doing it on my own and you know something I've had to learn or grow an area I've had to grow in is being more open to communicating to you about what's going on with mm -hmm. all of it and I feel like once I started doing that and then you came with me to LA and you came with me to the event that I spoke out in Denver. It, I, I feel like it changed a bit for you because you weren't doing any of this, the growth stuff before that. No. I mean, you weren't interested in it. No, no, I wasn't. And I just, I felt at that time, I was like, is this a fad or is it going to be something long-term or what? Mm -hmm. So that's why I didn't start on it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, you sit back and then you watch and listen, and then you just pick up little pointers, and you could see different things, and your triggers your mind. 
hmm, this could be really, really good. The other thing is, is guys probably are, they might be insecure that their wife will make more money than them or something. Mm. Me, I don't really care. I'll sit at home. <laughs> you're, you're not going to just sit at home. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you would definitely be okay with me making more money than you. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. When someday, when I do make more money than you, you have definitely been a huge part of that though because you've been a huge part of the the building process and allowing me to to build it even when it hasn't been fruitful sometimes or even when I work with somebody who doesn't turn out to be a good fit or you know you've been behind me the the whole way but I I think a piece of that though maybe that you had at the beginning of all of this, when I started going more public was like fear of, and I think a lot of men probably feel this when their wife starts with the personal growth and doing different things as like, are they going to leave me? Are they going to meet someone else? Like, um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? I never really thought that. That's not one thing that popped in my mind. But you didn't feel included. Because I didn't want to be included. You did. You wanted to be included. I think to say I didn't want to be included is like the macho thing to say. And I think it's BS. And y'all, he's sticking his tongue out at me right now. <laughs> it's true, though. Maybe part of it. Yeah, maybe some of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you did want to be included. I did, but I didn't. I was more, I don't know. It was the times I was just, maybe I was just too tired and felt left out, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's why you just said you wanted to be included. Whatever, sir. <laughs> so you felt left out. Next question. And once you went with me to the events, something shifted for you. I think it was just seeing all the different people, you know, like the LA event, there was um, different husbands, you know, talking to some of them, the way they were engaged and all that stuff, the way they are more, um, more knowledgeable in different aspects of different things. It's like, you know, I want to learn more things than just my career and what I have. Mm -hmm. you know instead of just being strictly knowledgeable in my my career that I am I want to be knowledgeable in everything else Mm -hmm. so that's I think what opened a couple doors there and I've been you know reading audible books Mm -hmm. and all that stuff trying to learn new things yeah so do you feel like I've ever like dragged you 
what do you mean drag me along yeah like made you or forced you or like said you need to do this you need to grow you need to yeah right now <laughs> okay it's <laughs> oh, funny it's yeah true. real funny <laughs> so sometimes i have that's true mm-hmm but I've I'm I've always been much more growth focused, I think, than you. Yeah. Not now. No. You've changed a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big point though for women is including their husbands in their growth, but also allowing them to decide what areas they want to grow in and win. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a huge thing. You can't push them because the more you push them, the less they're going to want to do. What, like just, that's like the rebellious thing or what? Probably. <laughs> Every guy's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. They get them in, interested in something, they might, expand i don't know Mhm. but sometimes it's just seeing the other person grow i think is what gets you interested yeah wanting more Mhm. yeah they could they could do it why can't i Mhm. yeah it's true so what advice would you give women who are saying my husband's not growing He's not coming along with me on my journey. I don't know what to do about him. He won't agree with this or be a part of it. What would you say about that? Um, I don't know. Sit down and have a conversation with him about it. Explain to him what's going on. See if, see if he wants to know about it. It's the main thing. Uh, maybe include him in some of the stuff. And maybe if you start including him, he m- might come around and change on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the big thing is, is he's probably feeling left out is why. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different in different aspects. Yeah. Uh, is he stuck in one way, willing, not willing to change or... Is he open for new things? But what if he is stuck in one way and not willing to change? Because I will say that you dug your heels in pretty deep on a few things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your heels aren't dug in deep anymore. Do you agree? No. You don't agree? No, I do. Oh. Uh, It's just, it's an open question. I don't know. Everybody's different. Every guy's different. I don't know. That person might just have to suck up his ego a little bit and see what his his wife's doing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to do, especially when all the personal growth stuff and all of that, it has to do with all of the things that men don't typically want to talk about, like the feelings and 
the vulnerability and all of putting yourself out there, all of those things. Yeah, that's the hard part. And I go back and forth on opening myself up and keeping it closed. Mm-hmm. And I'll always be that way, I guess. I think but we I, all do. But. I've, I've opened up a lot more. And I look at it, it is too that the growing, the growth part of it is you look, I don't know how to answer this. It just, it comes back to wanting more, more out of life than just the same, same thing day in and day out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to be in that same boat every day, going to the same job. I want to be something else. And that's me. I'm getting, I'm at the point. I don't want to make anybody else money. I want to make myself money. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've learned from all this, the way that you've been doing it. I've been learning it too. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, I wish I would have started younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the more open you are, the more open I am, the, the better relationship we have with each other too. Like, yeah, that is true. The more connected we feel to each other. Mm -hmm. But when you've had trauma, that's, that's the thing too. Like that I said, we're both like, um, withdrawers because I think we both have loss and sad things that happen in our lives. And you really learn to protect yourself and shut yourself down and not be open. And so I think it is a process that you have to learn to undo that. Yeah, that is true. And it's been a, a long road, but it's getting less bumpier. I'm learning mm -hmm. that part. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to lose my voice. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, well, I ask all of my uh, guests two questions. Okay, you um, get one. No, I have to ask you two. Uh, the first one is, what do you think has been the most vital to your growth? What do you mean? Like, what has been the most important thing that has contributed to you growing? Learning failure. You know, you're being able to... No, if you're willing to fail. Yeah, you got to be willing to fail. Is a big, big growth thing that I've learned, you know, just listening to all these podcasts. These guys always talk about failing and what they've failed at or how they failed. It's not really failing. It's a learning, mm -hmm. a learning curve. You just learned and not do it that way again. So. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I've learned. Yeah. Well, and they say men's biggest fear is failure. Right. So being able to see that differently is huge. Yeah. It's not really failure. It's a learning, learning experience. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one thing I've learned to come to, to learning mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Okay. The second question is, what do you want to make sure that people know? So, like, if you could tell everybody in the world something right now, 
that you think is super important for them to know, what would it be? I don't know. Your wife is always right. <laughs> you got to throw that in, huh? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, what was the question? What do you want to make sure that people know? That everybody should give me a dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the world. Yeah. Okay, we're <laughs> your brain like automatically goes to money. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we're talking more of the touchy feely stuff here, babe. I think if you're you're married and you're um wanting to come together on this stuff, you know, just be willing to work with each other. You may not see eye to eye on some things, but if you work together and you could communicate on what what avenue it's going up or where it could be or how it's going to get there, would just make the, the team stronger, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And I think if everybody's working together instead of arguing and fighting, it it works a heck of a lot better because mm -hmm. I know that if we're mad at each other day-to-day -day operations, just it's not good. Yeah. No. Cause it affects every other area of your life. Yeah. Not only business, but well, sure. everything, everything mm -hmm. the time you get up to the time you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, and I used to make all kinds of business decisions and all kinds of stuff without you. Mm -hmm. I'll admit that. <laughs> uh huh. And, but yeah. also, you didn't want to talk about it. But I think it was partly because you were frustrated with me that I wouldn't talk to you, I wouldn't like let you in on what was happening, and I would just make decisions without including you in them. Yeah. So that was like a bad cycle. Yeah, it was. So I agree. Like the communication and coming together is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, has this been like totally terrible? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, negative Nelly. We need some positive Wally here. Uh, I'm tired. I enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> Are you ever going to come back? Maybe. <laughs> Depends. All right. Well, can people find you on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you for being my guest. You're welcome. Okay, my friends, there was some pulling of teeth to get him to talk a little bit there, <laughs> but he did it and I'm so, so proud. He really is a man of few words, so this totally was outside of his comfort zone. And I love that we can feature our very different personalities in a real way and show that it's always possible to grow together. Relationships are hard and they take lots of work and I agree with Nick that it's vital to be on the same team and work together. So if you would like to connect with Nick, you can find him on Facebook, 
thank you hubby for being my guest we're so so glad that you said yes <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the we community an authentic place to come together and grow learn and connect you can find the we community on facebook and we would love to have you join us in that space so check it out All right, remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.